0: Hello, A Quiet Mind listeners, this is Robert, your host for A Quiet Mind podcast, and just wanted to say once again, thanks for showing up, thanks for being here, thanks for sticking around, thanks for putting up with all the nonsense that happens in the world, and still being you, yourself, looking for answers, pondering, seeking, searching, whatever you're doing, listening to my voice to fall asleep, or, as in one case, to learn English. <laughs> well, um, I was just sitting here, and I'm in my meditation chamber, and I was just sitting quietly, And just seeing if something would show up to share with you, and here's what showed up. So I'm sitting here and, you know, realizing the goal I had set for myself when I first bought the dot-com, A Quiet Mind, talking out in the yard in Sedona with my friend, my good friend Joel, who I haven't spoken to in quite a while. Hello, Joel. It seems like we should hang out soon. And Tanya was there and our dogs. And I remember I was walking across the yard and the great epiphany was, you know, if my mind would just shut up, (laughs) everything would be perfect. So I thought, ah, quiet mind. That's it. (laughs) And I know I've talked about this before, but anyway, it's a funny story. So I go and I buy the .com Right in that moment, I remember it well. And I uh, was really excited that it was available. And I thought, wow, this is it. And not only is it it, that was the next quest that I set for myself. That was the next goal that I created, right? That was the next hurdle that I needed to come, uh, overcome on this path of spirituality, whatever you want to call it. I was going to get a quiet mind and that everything was going to be fine because obviously some of the teachers that I saw, I saw these pictures of these gurus, these saint-like beings, and there they were with the peaceful glow in their eyes, nothing bothering them. You can tell imperturbable, saintly, filled full of peace and joy and love. And maybe you detect a hint of sarcasm in my voice. And not all teachers are within this category, but this kind of goes along the line with some things that I see posted on the Facebooks with the nine steps to nirvana and the four steps to enlightenment and the uh, five steps to a quiet mind, whatever mine was. I had one too. These five steps will get you a quiet mind. And I'm going to lump myself in with the rest of them. Was I or were they or are they just trying to make a buck? Um, I wasn't. Um, I was sincere. I really did think that these five or six or seven or three or whatever number would take me to this place that I had envisioned. This nirvana to me was a quiet mind. And I see, like I said, there's a lot of steps, and they're very complicated. There's a lot of things that you have to learn, absorb, uh, take on, a lot of habits that you may have to create for yourself that you don't have right now. And this person who you're looking at up on the pedestal, this beautiful saintly being, obviously is radiating this peace, tranquility, and quiet of mind, this imperturbability That you know if you had that, then you'd be happy because they certainly look happy. You know, when we see the uh, statues of the Buddha, he's not, you know, with a furrowed brow grasping his chin and his checkbook, (laughs) you know, trying to figure out how he's going to be able to pay the bills this month. That's, (laughs) That's not the Buddha that we see, Right. We don't see the Buddha in pain. We don't see the Buddha suffering. We don't see the Buddha in anything but a light of, I found it. Now I'm okay. Why can't you do that? Follow these steps. Okay, I'm not saying that all steps are incorrect. What I'm saying is is that sometimes some, some of these people or these groups, and probably not Siddhartha you know, Gotama, our pal, the Buddha. I don't think we can lump him into somebody who was trying to sell some si- sort of step program to Nirvana. Though you know, there there is the the um, the four noble truths, and you know that stuff. <laughs> you know that stuff. So, and in in the whole of it, you know, in a nutshell. The interpretation of it to me that I would always hear people would say, well, you know, in Buddhism, they say that the whole world is suffering. And that's a terrible outlook. <laughs> that's a terrible way to look at it. This is all just suffering. And it's like the vinegar tasters, the old Chinese painting where where the Buddha is tasting the vinegar and making a sour face, like life is sour. I think that, that they missed the mark there. I think what what I perceive in my own little universe here is that he was talking about discontent. Like, oh, the last time that I got this chocolate mint ice cream, um, it tasted a lot better than this time. And, oh, this is just really disappointing. I think it's something like that. Because I think out-and-out uh, out suffering is suffering, This is not something to be without in life. We lose somebody that we love. We suffer the loss. Are we supposed to transcend that and not have that ever bother us again? That's not the point. It's not about we're going to transcend the suffering and the loss of someone we've loved and not feel that and feel it all the way all the way down into the marrow of our bone until we're done with it, until we're finished, and then we move on from that. But it's about discontent. It's about ice cream. Like, for instance, I have a favorite bread. Of course, I shouldn't be eating bread, but I'm eating bread. Kill me. So I have a favorite bread, and I won't mention the name because – I'm not getting any kind of compensation like free bread from this company. But I noticed that in one store I would buy it and would have the nice crispy crust that comes from, I guess, flicking water on it during the baking time, whatever, a crispy, crunchy golden crust. And then I buy it from another store and didn't look at it carefully, brought it home and was sorely disappointed to see that it didn't have my favorite crunchy, golden um, crust. So I was disappointed, discontent with my toast the next morning. So was I able to overcome this? Yes, I was, thankfully, because of all of my amazing Zen training. I was able to overcome my toast not meeting with my expectations. So, sarcasm once again. (laughs) Uh, Is there a point I'm making? No, I'm just, really, I'm just chatting with you as if you were sitting here with me in my funny little room, which I guess I could share a picture. It's an old safe inside of the basement of an old high school in a town called Jerome, Arizona. And I've made it comfortable in here. I've got my meditation cushion. I have my uh, rug, my new rugs on the floor. And I have uh, some beautiful imagery of the Buddha here and a Mexican blanket. And then I have this very interesting um, Tibetan cloth that I found at uh, the thrift store. And, of course, my djembe drum is in here next to me. And I've made it comfortable for myself, and it is pretty darn soundproof as well, I must say. But it's taken a while to get it to this point of where I feel comfortable sitting in here and just talking with you. So we were talking about discontent. We were talking about suffering and the difference between those, which when I lost my dog, Crusita, I suffered. And as I suffered... Uh, There was a great process of mourning and moving through this suffering that I would not have wanted to cast off for anything because as I moved through it, I opened my heart even more, even more to receive and give love because this allows me to be able to know this is how My brother or sister here is feeling pain, sorrow, loss, suffering. So empathy and compassion come from moving through that process. And it's a good thing. It's a heart-opening thing. Once again, it's not something to dwell on, but it's also not something to push aside or try to escape from through a practice of meditation. Though I believe that the the meditation can, can help you, quote-unquote, process what it is that you're feeling, that may be part of our personal journey to self-awareness. And that's a good thing. So that difference between My feeling that discontent over my favorite bread, and then suffering from the loss of my beautiful friend. Two very different things. And that's the idea. That means that this discontent that continually arises throughout the day, when we have a picture of how our lives could be better or different than what they are right now in this moment, In that moment, creating discontent with what is true right now and projecting a different, more peaceful, more balanced future. That's what we're talking about. It's not being content with what is happening right now. It's feeling that I need to escape this moment, this place, or whatever it is, into another place where things are better, whether that be a state of mind, a state that is a different state, a different job, a different relationship. And once again, always use discernment. I'm not saying, oh, stay in a terrible relationship or a terrible job or a miserable place, just so you can get some uh, spiritual practice out of it. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) You can move on when, when you know that It's time to move on. The thing that I'm saying is this is a very subtle uh, observation within our path of no path in the, the ability to be able to differentiate between what is true suffering and what is just discontent, being unhappy with what is currently happening in one's life. And the ability to be able to let that go and overcome that, to be able to find this what we call inner peace or a quiet mind, uh, that's kind of it. So that brings us back around to what I was saying in the realization of the quest for how do I create a quiet mind? And that is the key after I get the quiet mind, no more discontent, (laughs) Okay, so here's what I've learned from that. I finally get around to the point. What I've learned from that is this. All those guys with all of those different lessons and steps, sometimes it may have been a bit too much information, but I walked that path and I did that and I wouldn't dissuade anyone. A lot of teachers right now, especially teachers of non-duality, the neo-non-duality, They're talking about, and I've said it too, I'm guilty, we were talking about there's no need to do anything at all. Doing anything at all will take you further away from the understanding. Okay? So, we obviously know through observation that all of these people, including myself, that are telling us to do nothing did a lot of stuff (laughs) to get to the point of where they say to their... Uh, audience like i'm saying now there's nothing to do and of course there is nothing to do and there is no one to be doing anything but everyone that has reached that point has done a lot of shit before they were able to say there's nothing to do yes of course there's nothing to do and of course a quiet mind is not possible I once had somebody say, so do you have a quiet mind? And I, I looked at them <laughs> in shock, and this is my my response. I don't possess a quiet mind, but there is one that is quiet. And what the heck do I mean by that? Yeah, I've spoken about it before. Uh, silent witness, you can call it, uh, kind of the last outpost of the ego that silent witness, part of consciousness, consciousness, awareness, being. I know that I am being, I am aware, I can observe because there is consciousness in this meat bone skeleton machine that's flying through space on the rock. Uh, I can say, "Whoa! I'm the meat bone skeleton thingy, Robert, and I'm flying through space right now on a rock And I can perceive and conceive that there is something here doing something. Is that me? I don't know. Is that a manifestation of consciousness? I can point to that and say, hmm, Robert thing could be a manifestation of consciousness. And then I can point to a tree and say, well, this thing... This big tree here can also be a manifestation of pure consciousness. I can also say it's all an illusion. It's not real. It's just a dream. What part of that would I be talking about if I'm saying, well, this is all just a dream. It's all just an illusion. Then who is the one that is saying that? If it's all just a dream and I don't exist as Robert, who is speaking right now? And who is pointing at an obvious reality saying that it is an illusion? Quick answer, I have no idea. Here I am, I believe that I am a tree with a brain, and (laughs) I'm just receiving this stuff, and it goes through this microphone right now, down into this recorder, and then I put it up on the interweb thingy, and it uh, goes out into the world. How does any of it work? I don't know. Do I need to know how to build this microphone to be able to use it? No. Do I need to know how to build my recorder to be able to use it? To be able to, it becomes a conduit for the 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 vibration of my voice and then it becomes a collection unit for that which is also bits and bits and bytes, ones and zeros, right? Going into a computer, going out there, I don't know how the hell any of this works. It doesn't matter <laughs> it's It's really funny how much time we're trying to spend looking out into space, like our friend Elon Musk, you know, shooting a rocket off into space with a, a uh you know, a car in it and a little astronaut. Uh, what the hell is that about <laughs> does it Does not really matter? right? It doesn't really matter how this all came about or who we are in the picture of this, but you all, little tigers, must go and look for yourselves because I can tell you all kinds of stuff, but really, when it comes right down to it, what do I know, (laughs) right? I only know from my little inner universe and my perspective. I'm only talking about Whatever is coming out of my mouth because the microphone is here, and I can only report. Well, here's what I experienced. If everybody wanted to do it the way I did, then there would be a a, a group of people that would have little red snow suits, a, a golden retriever a Pyrenees dog that would uh, live uh, in the mountains, you know, in the winter time and walk for hours in in, in the in the snow. And then maybe poof, (laughs) suddenly, wow, okay, I understand it. But here's the thing. Why be a conveyance for that? Why show up here? Why talk about it? Why say anything? Well, whatever that thing was that kicked my ass in the mountains, it's the thing that just makes me come here, sit down and talk to you. So I'm happy to be doing that. Don't get me wrong. And I'm I'm very happy that you're willing to listen to this. What can I tell you? Well, like I said, a quiet mind, that wasn't it either. There's no one to have a quiet mind. That's the short story. There's no one that can possess a quiet mind. There is no one to become enlightened the nirvana is not some other place on another plane those things are here they're all here now in this perpetual infinite loop of time where past present and future are all on the same rail just kicking ass through space so As I was sitting here, inspired to speak to you, I'm sitting and remembering wanting a quiet mind and uh, being able to attain that or learn how to quiet my mind so I could have some peace because all that chattering up there drove me crazy. So what has happened? Do I have a quiet mind? No, no one here to possess a quiet mind. Is there quiet? Is there stillness? Are there moments of just that? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I I I don't want to say that I possess something that you don't and you need something that I have because that's not what it's about. What it's about is it's all one thing hurtling through space, and it's also the space that holds it, that beautiful energy that is only explained as bliss or joy. And that's what was arising as I was sitting here preparing to talk to you. There was just joy and bliss inside of this safe in a basement in a Jerome, Arizona, it just arose. And it's not, I'm not special. This isn't a special thing. It certainly feels special to me. And then I can say, well, what do you mean you? <laughs> who? Who is feeling it? Exactly. Isn't that crazy? That's great. Who is feeling the nothing, the nothing? Who is experiencing the void that which manifests from that is love, loving awareness. This benevolent force, the impossible to describe energy that's holding all of us right now, that we are, and we are that. How do I convey to you or explain to you? That's you. That's who you are. That is who is perceiving, who is feeling, who is processing, who is walking this path. You, you walked away from yourself. You. You made yourself unknown to you, you, you hid from you all the time there, never had gone anywhere else, unborn, undying, loving awareness, bliss. playing hide-and-seek with yourself. There are no obstacles to that which you are. There is no path to what we are. There are no steps to who we are. There's no way. There's no one to become enlightened. There only is this now. Here it is. Thank you for listening. All my love to you. Talk to you soon. Bye now.